The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 90. The average Italian consumes over half a pound of bread per day and over 55 pounds of pasta per year. That's one country that's not going paleo. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that'll teach you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone whose dream has always been to restore an old farmhouse, my wife, Heather. Hi, everyone. So, Heth, here we are, sitting in an absolutely stunning restored farmhouse, in Tuscany, about 15 minutes outside of Florence, sitting outside on a beautiful, basically the perfect day. Yeah, it's October and middle end of October and it's beautiful. The sun is shining. It's about 80 degrees. Yeah, life is good today. This is perfect weather, perfect environment. Now, seeing all the work that has gone into restoring this farmhouse, I guess my one question for you is we've been hanging out with the owners here. This is an Airbnb rental. We'll be writing about it on the blog. Highly recommend it. We've been here three days already. It's It's fantastic. But we've been talking to the owners and they've told us how much work has gone into it, how much money, how much time, showed us pictures of what it used to look like. What are your thoughts now on getting an old farmhouse and trying to restore it? Oh, I'm still up for it, definitely. But the farmhouse that they renovated was just actually like a barn and a house. And it was a barn that they completely restored from, you know... It was in disrepair. disrepair. I mean, no one had used it for, what, 50 years, they said. Now we're sitting outside on, on a patio. We actually have like three terraces off the barn. And they have a few terraces off their house. I'm looking right behind Heather. There's a brick um, fireplace. Stone oven. Stone for oven pizza. for cooking pizza. Two fantastic kitchens. It's absolutely gorgeous. And this is why we travel, for experiences like this. Actually, last night, they had us over for a traditional Italian meal. They fed us so much food. They actually... A Tuscan-style meal, not yeah, just Italian. Yeah, I shouldn't say Italian. A Tuscan-style. <laughs> they were very adamant that this is Tuscany, and you know, Tuscany is just a part of Italy, but very different from, from other parts. And like I said, this is why we travel, because of these fantastic experiences. We've spent two nights with them. They've shown us some amazing things, things that we wouldn't get if we were to stay at home or even if we were to travel in hotels and things like that. But today's show, what we're going to do is kind of give you the other side of traveling, the realities of traveling, because it's not always glorious. It's not always glamorous. There's a lot of things that happen that don't always go right. And is it worth it? We think so, because we're sitting here today, happy as can be, just ate some breakfast. We're going to go to a festival in the little town later, probably do some free wine tasting, olive oil tasting, things like that. But there have been some speed bumps along the way on this trip already. And as you mentioned, this is only day three. 
Yeah, so basically the first two hours we were in Italy were a little bit horrific, lots of bumps. But even before we left for Italy, we were in Philadelphia and we were trying to switch over our cell phones from Sprint to T-Mobile. And if people are out there listening in their Sprint customers, just to let you know, you can't bring your phone over to T-Mobile. No or so they say. How hard you try. So I had recently purchased a brand new iPhone 6 with Sprint. And T-Mobile said I could bring it over. I couldn't. We're on the phone. We're trying to unlock it. Hours wasted in the 24 hours before we're leaving for five months. So needless to say, we were highly frustrated and slightly stressed out in Philadelphia before we even left for Italy. Yeah, we had issues with the phone. Heather ordered new contact lenses because we're going away for five months. So Italy's our first stop and then we'll be in Southeast Asia for the next five months. So we're trying to get all these things planned ahead of time. Now, some of you won't be traveling that long. We understand that. But Heather needed contact lenses. So she went and ordered a year's worth of contact lenses and things like that to prepare for us going away. They didn't come in on time. I ordered some electronic equipment we need for the podcast. That didn't come in on time. So we had all these issues before we left and we're, we're calling this episode, you know, within two hours of landing in Italy, dot, dot, dot. But it really did start before we even got here with some of the mishaps and the goal of this podcast is not to make you feel sorry for us or anything like that because we know that this kind of thing happens. For me, I think the goal of this podcast is to relate to you that even though we travel quite a bit, there's things that are always going to come up. Yeah, and we still make mistakes all the time. Right. So first, to tell funny stories because we make mistakes. So if something happens to you on the road, you don't have to think, oh my gosh, I'm the only one who's done something this dumb. It happens to everyone. It happens to people who travel quite often like us. And it's funny because we were talking to Jason the other day and telling him what had happened to us, you know, in the first couple hours of landing here. And he said something like, maybe you should do a a podcast about the more you travel, the sloppier you get, not the better you get. I mean, we're leaving for five months. We're in Philadelphia 48 hours before hanging out with friends, kind of packing, just really not even thinking like this is what we have to do and making a list and just really relaxed about the whole thing. And that might be another goal of this podcast is to kind of jog us back into the idea of like, okay, you are going away. Everything doesn't have to be perfect, but you should take some steps before you go away to do some things. Be prepared. To be prepared, which as you've said, we've gotten fairly sloppy. We're going to, we're here in Italy. So we thought this is an easy trip. We've been there before. We're going to Thailand. Okay. It's a long trip, but we've been there before and we kind of got lax. So that's another part of this is to to show you that you know we became lax maybe we should do some things differently hopefully you don't make these exact same mistakes as us and the other part is to realize it is travel and stuff is going to pop up that you don't have any control of and you don't know about and hopefully by listening to this you realize maybe I shouldn't freak out like Travis did and we'll <laughs> tell you how I did and I regret it but the idea is that it happens to everyone And the good parts of travel far outweigh the bad parts, but we want to make you aware of the things that happen to us. So let's just jump into this. We've told you before we left, we had a few minor mishaps. None of these that actually happened in Italy were our worst mishaps ever either. I mean, we did a podcast on that. That's a funny one that you should probably listen to as well if you want to hear some real horror stories. 
But these were just little things that build up, build up, build up. And we just sat there and thought, oh my gosh, why are we doing this? So let's get into it. Within two hours of landing in Italy, dot, 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 what was the first thing that happened? Well, the first thing was something that happened to me. We took a flight, obviously, from JFK to Milan, and we flew Delta, which I was pretty surprised with how nice the, the plane was and the entertainment. And even the food was pretty decent for an international flight with Delta. So... We land in Milan, and I am feeling just really sick. I don't know if it's motion sickness from something I ate on the plane, but really nauseous. So we land, and I'm like, Travis, I am not feeling well. I'm yeah, like she sweating. looked white. She was she was looking pretty di- in pretty dire conditions at this point. Not usually how you look, Kath, because for flying for you. Normally, you know, over the last five years, it's been much easier for you to fly, and it's always been me who is one getting nauseous, altitude sick, motion sick, and all, all that kind of stuff. But it seems to have flipped a little bit in the last couple trips. Yeah, the last couple trips have been a little bit rough on my stomach. Anyway, so we're in the airport. We have our packs on. I'm sweating, carrying my huge pack. We finally find a luggage cart, which I love how in every other country except America, the luggage carts are free. So we're pushing the luggage cart, and then we pass the bathroom. And I'm like, Travis, I think I just have to go into the bathroom, and I am not feeling well. And so I go in the bathroom and I throw up and I come back out and I'm feeling like slightly better, but I'm still really sick. And Travis is like, okay, well, let's just get the rental car and get on the road and you'll start feeling better soon. Yeah, we should mention that the flight was an overnight flight. So we left at about 5.30, 6pm. But one thing I didn't mention before we left, I didn't even think of this because so many oh other things gosh. happened. I had booked us from Trenton to JFK. So my sister was going to drive us to Trenton, and she didn't want to drive us all the way to JFK, which is fine. It's about two and a half hours from Philly. It's an awful drive. So I had booked us a rental, like a hired car. Like They called it a limousine, but it wasn't a limousine. It was just a car that was going to drive us from Trenton to JFK. So my sister didn't have to drive us the whole way. We get to the Trenton train station. It's not there. And it never shows up. So mishap, major mishap number one. Luckily, my sister is still with us and could drive us the rest of the way. But I had booked it the night before and I had never gotten a confirmation email. And I never thought, I I did think this is weird that I didn't get a confirmation email, but I just thought, okay, I've never used this company before. So I'm sure they'll just be there. And Trev's sister and I are like, well, do you have a phone number that we can call? Like, where is this car? There has to be some way of contacting them or them contacting us. And there wasn't. No. no, there was no phone number on the website. It's a third party that, you know, operates. They have other limo companies, but they're kind of, you know, it's like an Expedia or a kayak. They sell the service, but they're not the ones who actually operate the limousines. So no one to call, nothing like that. So that's sloppiness number one. I didn't get an email the night before from the service, and I thought, well, it's okay. I'm sure it'll show up. What was I thinking? Of course, everything gets confirmation emails nowadays. So even before we left, we had that. My sister had to drive us to JFK. Thank you so much, Gail. We really appreciate it. She had to sit in a bunch of traffic on the way home. But as I mentioned, we got on the flight around 6, 6.30 p.m. out of JFK, landed in Milan at 7.30 a.m. So it was an overnight flight, but neither of us slept much. We slept no, maybe, maybe two hour, hours. maybe two hours. Yeah. So Heather was sick. So I'm like, okay, well, we, we got to... And I was very excited about this. We had just gotten a sweet deal on a rental car, 140 US dollars for two weeks in Italy. And this is on the heels of needing a rental car when we were home in Philly, and it ended up costing us $380 for two weeks. I tried every trick I could. I could not get a better deal than that. So I was very excited that we had a $140 rental car in Italy. 
Well, we go downstairs and everyone says, do you have your rental car voucher? Well, first of all, Travis didn't even know which company the rental car was through because he had taken a screenshot of some booking page on the the car rental website, but it wasn't the act his actual reservation. I had booked it through Holiday Autos, which again is a third party, so they you know get you rental cars with Hertz or Thrifty or Dollar, but they're not a rental car company. I mistakenly thought they were actually the rental car company. So I go down there. I say, is there a holiday auto desk? And everyone looks at me and says, no, no, they don't <laughs> rent cars. They're just a website that helps you find the best deals on cars. <laughs> you seriously sound like a novice traveler right it, now. It's unbelievable <laughs> the things that happen. So then I had this little, I didn't have the voucher. I had the confirmation email from holiday auto. So I had to go Heather's sick. I had to wait in line at, there's about 10 to 12 rental agencies down there. And I had to wait in line and ask them, do you have a reservation under Travis Sherry? So for about half an hour, I waited at Hertz and Avis and Dollar. And I'm just sitting on a bench feeling miserable and thinking, you know, this is a little silly, but everybody makes mistakes. I won't get angry at Travis. He's taking care of it. I'm just sitting here. And he comes back over and he's like, okay, I think I found at, where was at it? At Gold Car. Gold and Car. And I had never rented from Gold Car before. And a little foreshadowing this, my sister had said, yeah, Gold Car is always super cheap in Santiago in Spain where she lives, but I'm always afraid to rent from them because they it seems too good to be true. They seem too cheap. And so I went to Gold Car and asked if they had a reservation. She's like, yes, we do. So I brought Heather over and she said, okay, I need to see your, your passport, your voucher number, and an international driver's license. And I thought, okay, I'll just give her my regular driver's license. That's what she means. And I give it to her and she says, no, I need an international driver's license. And I thought, okay. So for those of you who don't know what an international driver's license is. It's basically just a book of pages, like a small paper that has your license basically... Translated. translated into other languages. Mostly it's about which class you can drive. So in America, if you drive a car, it's a class C. But in other countries, it's not a class C. It could be a B or a D or whatever. So not many countries require this. When we lived in Japan, they required it. So we had one when we lived in Japan. And before we went on this trip, I said to Travis, we're going to be traveling to a lot of countries. Do you think we should get a new international driver's license? All you have to do is go to AAA, give them 20 bucks, you know, have a passport photo, and they make it in about 20 minutes. But we just didn't do Again, it. Again, <laughs> sloppiness ensues. We just didn't do it. We thought, no big deal. I actually even had an old one that I could have put in my bag. I even thought, should I just take my old one and put it in my bag just in case at least there's something? Maybe we can fudge this if we are able to change the date on it when it expires. Because they only last one year. Yeah, and all it is is a booklet that translates your license into other languages. So it's not anything special. It's not a license. You, It's not like I had to take a test to get it or anything like that. So I've never heard of a rental car company requiring an international driver's Other license. Other than in Japan. In Japan, we needed to to drive our own car and things like that. And to rent a car. And to rent a car. So the gold car said, yeah, I'm sorry, we require it. There's nothing I can do. We are the only rental car company in, this, in Milan here that requires this international driver's license. I told her, well, can you just take my license, please, please, please? Tried all the charm that I had, which in Italy probably doesn't go very far, obviously. <laughs> None of it worked. She just said, no, unless you have an international driver's license, I really can't help you. She said, you could call Holiday Auto up and have them switch your reservation to another carrier and another then maybe company. get the car. 
So I call Holiday Auto. And of course, you had to use like a payphone in the middle of the airport. (laughs) So we find this payphone. I call Holiday Auto up. I talk to the lady and she says, I'm sorry, but your reservation was for 8 a.m. And it's 8.03 a.m. So since it's after your pickup time, we can't change the reservation to any other car company. minutes. Three minutes late. And I tried again to say, well... You know, I'm sorry if I had called five minutes before you would have been able to change it. Yes, I would have been able to. Nothing. I, I talked to her for five minutes. Nothing she could do. And so there we were, stuck with no rental car. She also told me I wasn't going to get refunded the $140 because it was my fault. Because she did say, did you open up the voucher that we sent you from Gold Car and read the terms and conditions? And I said, no. And she said, in the, I'm opening it right now. In the terms and conditions, it clearly states you need an international driver's license. So this was my fault. I, no way, no two ways about it. My fault. Although I do kind of think maybe if all the other companies don't require it, they should explicitly state it when you're booking and it's booking through GoCar. Remember, you need this as opposed to just putting it in the terms and conditions. But that's another thing. Holiday Auto, if you're listening, please at least make us aware. I'm sure this happens to a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. And so that was that. We are now stuck at the Milan airport. I was $140 in the hole. How were you feeling at this time, Trav? I was very, very upset. (laughs) I was very upset at the situation. I was very upset at myself. I was tired. I was cranky. I actually said these words to Heather, and I regret these. I said, I don't even want to be traveling. I don't want to go on this trip. I just want to go home. I'm so sick of this. And I I was just having a pity party. I was being a huge baby is what it comes down to. Yeah. And I'm sitting there not feeling well myself and just trying to think, well, all right, what's the next step? Because that's what you have to do when you travel. I mean, yes, Travis is incredibly pissed off, but you can't change anything by being pissed off. So I'm like, okay, we have to get a rental car. We're going to this this farmhouse in Tuscany, okay? It's on a dirt road, like a dirt road that takes at least five minutes to come down. There's no bus that comes here. There's no train that comes here. We absolutely must have a rental car to get to our accommodations. So we're like, okay, let's go around to the different kiosks of all these rental car companies and see how much it costs for a two-week rental or even a one-day rental to pick it up in Milan and drop it off in Florence, okay? And so what's funny about this is I've already gone up to most of these kiosks asking if they had a reservation for me. So they already know me. They're all... It's, you're Probably kind of thinking in, American idiots is yeah. what they're thinking. Uh, needless to say, I did not tell them I was a travel podcaster and travel writer. <laughs> um, and so I go to these people I've already talked to. Excuse me, how much is a two-week rental? They're telling me. 350 euros. No, nobody one, said 350. One lady at... at Thrifty told me oh, 350. Okay. The first lady I had gone to, and she was very nice, 350 euros. I think Avis was like 450. There was one no, that was Avis 600. Avis was 580 euros. Yeah. So we're talking like for a two week rental, 900 bucks, 700 bucks, all this money. I had just had one for 140 if I had this dumb piece of paper. So, so at you that all point, know Travis. He wants the best deal. He's I was having freaking out. a like, mental breakdown here. <laughs> I was so upset with myself. I know it's just money, but you know, we try to travel frugally. And so when something is such a big hit like this, it's I, I cannot swallow it. I do not swallow it very easily. It gets me very annoyed. And I knew it was my fault. So that was even worse because it could have been handled had I just had an international driver's license. Could have been avoided. Stupid. But that's okay. So we decide that maybe we should find some Wi-Fi and book a reservation, another reservation online. So fortunately, I asked someone, they said that there's free Wi-Fi at the Milan airport. 
just on one level. So we were not on the level. So we had to go up to the second level, get the free Wi-Fi. We're on the computers, you know, trying to find a cheap reservation. So, and what's ironic here is that I had been at the desk of Thrifty and I'd asked the girl, I'd now spoken to her probably three different times, and she had given me a 350 euro price, which was by far the cheapest one, but still it's 500 bucks, 550 bucks. So I thought, oh my gosh, that's way too expensive. So I go online and I book it again online through a thing called cardelmar.com, another aggregate site. So they just, <laughs> you know, get deals and, and give them to you. And I booked it for $296 from Thrifty. So again, I don't understand why Thrifty itself can't give me better deals. Who knows? That's that's how the internet works. But you saved $250. But I saved $250. And so that took about 30 minutes. And we went back downstairs to the lady at Thrifty again. And I said, now I actually have a voucher. I booked it online. She was laughing. You know, they helped us out. We got the rental car for $296. But during that, another little mishap occurred. So now Heather is thrown up, is sick. I messed up the rental car and had to pay $160 more and have about two and a half hours of frustration, two hours of frustration. Yeah, I mean, we're thinking we landed at the airport. We didn't even check our bags. We can just walk straight to the rental car, get our car, get on the road. We landed at eight o'clock in the morning. We should have been on the road by eight o'clock. It's 1030 now when we finally have our car rental. So... We get the car, we're in the parking garage to leave the airport, and I look at my purse and I say, Travis, I don't have my iPhone. At first I thought, wait, is she talking about her iPhone 6? Because we had gone through that whole rigmarole while we were at home, and no, she hadn't got her iPhone 6 yet. It was her iPhone 4S, very old, worth nothing, but worth she had brought nothing, it with us. But I brought it with us because we can use it for Wi-Fi or for the camera or whatever. And I was using it with the Wi-Fi on the second floor when we were booking the new car reservation, and I had set it down on a table next to my chair, and I thought, that's dumb, don't leave it there. But because it's old and we were really frantic, you know, I wasn't really thinking. You know, if it was my new iPhone. Hopefully, I would have been a little more cognizant. Who knows? But Just um, thank the Lord it wasn't. But anyway, I left it on that table. And so it maybe, I mean, Travis said a couple minutes had passed, but it had really been like 20 or 30 minutes. I rushed back into the airport to the second level and I'm looking all over. Of course, it's not there. I go to the lost and found. They don't have it. I asked some very nice policemen who like radioed other policemen in the airport. Of course, nobody has it. Somebody swiped it. Somebody stole it. Well, good luck because the phone, according to Apple and all of the cell phone stores, is worth $30 because like the screen is broken. Whatever. Not a huge loss, but definitely very annoying. Yeah, again. And, and it's funny because then Heather comes back and she's all upset. So we kind of... At least we have each other to balance each other out because she's very upset. And I'm like, Heth, it doesn't matter. We didn't need it. We weren't really going to use it. It's not a big deal. But now she's she's upset. And I think kind of how we get is we get upset with ourselves more than with each other a lot of times. Yeah, because that's we know definitely it's, true. We know it's our own fault. And that's why I was so pissed about the car rental because I knew it was my own fault. I knew I'd messed up. I'd already messed up the limo service. I'd messed up the car rental. You know, she had now left her phone. She knew it was dumb. She knew she should have taken better care of it. I wasn't upset. We get in the car, we drive away. So that's that's kind of the, the mishaps that happen. But now we're driving and we've got about a four hour drive to Florence. And so we're excited though, because now we're in Italy. And we're like, all right, this is all behind us. We have yeah, a car. We love Italy. We love the food. We love the wine. We love the relaxed atmosphere. This is going to be great. We had originally assumed that we would go down to Florence. We could check into this um, Airbnb farmhouse place at 4 p.m. So we're like, well, maybe we'll go into Florence first, eat at our favorite sandwich shop, get our favorite gelato at this gelato place. 
Al Antico is the sandwich shop. Gelateria de Neri is the gelato place. If you're in Florence, you got to hit them up. So we're all excited. Like, this is going to be a great day. About an hour and a half into the drive, we are just exhausted, dead tired. We hadn't slept. You know, the jet lag is kicking in. Heather's trying to stay awake with me because I'm driving, but she's like nodding off a little bit. I am getting so tired that, you know, whenever, if, if you've been in this situation, you're driving, you're tired, you, you think you're awake and you are awake, but then Just something to happens. Just warn people, we did not get into a car accident. No. <laughs> the way but, you're talking makes it seem like something no, really terrible is going to happen. Again, not, it's not that bad, but we just got super tired. And, you know, it's to the point where I would be changing hands, like to put a different hand on the steering wheel. And it just felt like my <laughs> arm was like lead. Like I was just exhausted mentally and physically. So luckily, Heather says to me, our first good decision of this trip, she said, if you're really tired, we should just pull over at one of these rest areas and we should take a nap. Now, mind you, we have a Fiat Panda, which is a very, <laughs> probably the world's smallest four-door car other than the car we had in Japan. So it's not like we're in this great place to, you know, a car to stretch out, but we pull over at a rest stop, we park, we go and use the bathroom, and we basically fall asleep for two hours in our Fiat Panda. But fortunately, we had our eye masks and our earplugs. So I mean, I slept like a baby for those two hours. Yeah. And and again, a very good situation, but not how we expected to spend our first two hours in Italy. It was funny because right next to us, there is a Maserati, you know, a very, very expensive car. This just kind of cracked me up. I don't know why, but there was a Ma- Maserati park next to us where we were sleeping, and it had a duct taped on license plate. And I thought, $200,000 car, duct taped on license plate. Don't really understand what's going on here, but welcome to Italy. And um, that was basically it. We it, we didn't get into the house until 4.30 p.m. It was, it was a little difficult to find, but we didn't really get lost. And we got here and our very first night, then we met with the owners and they were super hospitable and they gave us wine and we were sitting here and we were thinking, I mean, the place is beautiful. Absolutely and- stunning. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous location. I mean, you're kind of on this big hilltop and the view is incredible. You can see Tuscany. I mean, you can't see Florence because it's kind of like over a couple of other hills. But on a clear day, you can even see the ocean. It's just like paradise. It's exactly what I imagined Tuscany would be like. And I mean, we have hardly left this beautiful estate because, you know, our farmhouse is absolutely gorgeous beautiful decorations inside easy to cook easy to do whatever so we're just enjoying life now after you know a couple rough hours which definitely makes it worth being here because the experience that we're having now far outweighs the couple of hours of frustration yeah it's a exact 180 from when we landed and all the things that was happening to when we were here that is travel i think that sums up travel in a nutshell I think for us, that's why we travel. I mean, it's the people you meet. It's the places that you see. We've like we said, we've had dinner with them for two nights in a row. Fantastic people. The owners of the, the, the owners of the, the house farmers. who are in the other part of the house. They're just so hospitable and so nice. And we've had such great experiences here already. And you, you know, parallel that or, or the dichotomy is then the, the rough couple hours in the beginning. And again, this isn't, we don't want people feeling sorry for us. We want people to realize that that is travel and you're going to have these experiences. So inevitably, when stuff continues to go wrong and it just feels like you cannot make a right decision to save your life or do something right to save your life, take a moment, 
and I'm telling myself this, of course, <laughs> breathe it out. Just say it's going to be okay. And Usually it's only money that's going to cost stuff. And that gets me really worked up because I, as you all know, very frugal, don't like to waste money. But just take a moment and realize that if travel was always perfect, the high highs would not be as great if you didn't have kind of those low experiences. Yeah, basically, you just have to soldier on. And I have to say on a lot of our traveling adventures, the first couple hours or the first day are usually the toughest days, especially when we go to some third world countries like you're in Southeast Asia and you kind of forget when you land and your senses are just overwhelmed with the differences in the culture shock. That's always a little bit harder for me to deal with because I'm thinking, oh, where are we going to sleep? Where are we going to go? Is it going to be comfortable? So that's something, you know, that I struggle with sometimes that Travis is much better at. And I start to feel really overwhelmed sometimes when we first land in a country. Um, but then, you know, you just... You just do it. You, you just, just do enjoy it. And then it. you hang out and you feel great and you experience these new beautiful places and it's just, you know, your mood goes up and the rest of the time is usually pretty good. Yeah. And I almost thought of entitling this podcast, Why Travel Sucks. And then I thought that's a bit, you know, it's people will probably click on it because they think, well, what does he have to say here? It's very confrontational. But it, it's just the idea that there are going to be times that do suck. There are going to be times where you're stressed out, you make wrong decisions, it costs more money than you think, things aren't happening the way you want them to, all these things, or you're sick, all these, you know, like we said, you get your phone taken, all these things happen, and they're going to happen if you travel more, but they aren't reasons to not travel. And I've actually, I can't remember a time where I've ever said, I don't want to be here, I want to be at home. And maybe that's because I'm getting older and grouchier and who knows. But I said it. And after I said it, it actually did help me calm down a little bit because I thought, you are being such a baby, Travis. <laughs> like, you're here in Italy. Not many people get to go to Italy one time, let alone this is the second time you're coming. You're then going to be in, in Thailand. In a year. Or the second time in a year yeah, that we've been here. We're so lucky. So, you know... Try to think of that when you're traveling. This is more or less like a, a public service announcement to ourselves, but I hope that you can take away some of the lessons that we learned, as well as some of the logistical lessons of, hey, maybe get an international driver's license before you go. Make sure to put your iPhone in your pocket. Take some Dramamine before you get off the Make flight. Make sure you have the correct visas. Yeah, I took a Dramamine after we landed and I was already feeling so sick and it did help, but I probably should have taken one, you know, mid-flight or something. And I do think we're going to be doing another podcast that's going to be the X amount of things that you should do before your trip. So we're going to talk about all the things that we didn't do. So do as we say, not as we do. But that'll be another good thing just as a checklist to be more prepared. I think after this, we will be less sloppy in our travel habits because we have gotten fairly lax and that led us to you know, an avalanche of things going a little bit wrong in the beginning of this trip. So we want to hear from you guys too. I know travel isn't all roses, unicorns, and rainbows and <laughs> pretty stuff. That's all pretty stuff, right? Huh? I guess. <laughs> it's not always perfect. So let us know if you have any of the things that you've done, any any goofy things, stupid things that you've done. If you've gotten sloppier in your travel habits, the more you've traveled, let us know. We're, I'm sure we're not the only ones, although we are open enough to at least kind of admit it. Um, let us know. Extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods, P-O-D-S. Find the show notes for this. We'd love if you commented, made us feel a little bit better 
Of course, thank you for all the support. Thank you for listening today. We really appreciate this. Five times a week podcast thing is just really taking off here in October, even more than September. People are writing in with recommendations for podcast topics they want and guests. So if you have any of them, trav at extrapackofpeanuts.com. We've been getting a lot of tweets as well, Hath, which is great because a year ago, I didn't even really know how to use Twitter. Now I've got over 4,700 followers. So show us your tweets at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know guests that you want, topics you want. And of course, as we always tell you, if you want to leave an iTunes review, that would be awesome. Here's today's featured review. This is from Pixel8R2. This is a high-energy, fun, and very informative podcast. I learn something in every episode, and I'm entertained while doing so. I have implemented many of Travis's tips, and I'm ready and able to travel more as a result. Great work, and please keep them coming. Thanks a lot, Pixelator 2. I hope you take some of these tips, some of the bad things we've done, turn them into positive things on your next, next trip. So thanks, Pixelator 2, for the review. Thank you for everyone for tuning in today. And until tomorrow... Happy free travels.